Last time on Cursebreaker. It's just one dire emergency after another. In the midst of celebrating Tibio's promotion to Guardian of the Underworld, Bert got a disturbing message from Benjamin Blank back in Tildry. It seemed Flan decided to blow her court date again, except this time she took the whole court down in a fiery blaze, and now she threatens to torch the Tower of Knowledge. With Jinx at her side, she's a formidable fire mage, but Bert is an even more formidabler word writer. I know who I'd bet on. Initiative order goes. Me. Tibio. Flan. Me. Holly. Me. Bert. Jinx, the chameleon. Spoiler alert. Snack. And then Uli. That guy. Me. Wait, when do my cats go with me? Yes. With me. Go with me. <laughs> I say to Sal. Go with me. Go with me. We find ourselves <laughs> on the bridge to the Tower of Knowledge, which is being threatened by Judge Flan, who is inside, riding a bridge to the top, while she attempts to call down a meteor swarm on the tower to destroy it, everyone inside of it, and everyone in this district of Tildry. Fucking rude. Uh, uh, to start the action here, we have Tibio, who is just outside the tower. You see a large, stony gray chameleon position itself just over the threshold of this archway and get ready to go inside. It is your turn. Um, Tibio looks around and sees that the squid is now a chameleon. And he says, not so fast. 18 to hit. That hits. Are you doing Ray of Frost? I am. I intend to slow the fucker down. I mean, chameleons, I don't know if they're known for their speed. It's not a real chameleon. That's true. Ten cold damage. The chameleon kind of positions itself over the archway, and it looks like it's going to do like kind of a half flip and just uh, kind of shimmy itself inside. But you stop it before it even gets to that point. You train your open palm on it and begin casting down this ray of frost, and eventually its movement slows and slows and slows as it reaches out one chameleon arm to grab the next brick, and you just see it slow to a halt. I'm going to misty step into the tower. Yeah, you're you're not too far from it, uh, so you're able to vaporize yourself and reappear right inside of that tower, and you can still feel the rushing wind of the bridge as Bert has just kind of lifted off. Yeah, I wanted to avoid getting hit by the chameleon on my way in. Yeah, uh, you avoided the uh, guardian of faith that Bert had summoned. It knows not to hurt you, um, but it Yay. does It does look at you as you pass through. Uh, you see an icicle hanging off the archway where you had just hit the chameleon, and you see its slow hand uh, try to reach inside a little bit. Um, I don't know if I told him about the new bone armor. Oh, the Guardian? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's looking at an old picture of Tibio, and it's like, that doesn't what? match. Yeah. <laughs> Is he always this badass? <laughs> I'm going to hit him. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is Flan. Um, for the purposes of how turn order and combat works, uh, she raises another 60 feet or so. I think the bridges maybe even pick up speed as they Yowza. Uh, uh, so, Uli, you are seeing Flan rapidly ascend towards you. Uh, she's within maybe 120 feet of you now. Uh-huh. Judge Flan has her hands kind of all the way up above her head, and she looks like she is deep in prayer to some 
fiery deity. Uh, her hair has fallen over her face. You can see that she is uh, glistening with sweat, and she is also steaming as some of her clothes are catching fire while she's doing this spell. And her clothes are rapidly being extinguished by the icy protocol. And then she throws her hands downward, and you can hear her heave a heavy sigh. It, okay, so how far away is she from me? Um because I did hold my action to maybe throw the sphere. Okay, yeah, you are sixty feet from her. I don't think I don't think Thomas could throw something, <laughs> <laughs> but can Bert? I could, Bert's been working on his axe arm. I can also use my reaction to give him a bonus. I just want to help. You can see him; he's like two hundred feet away, but you can still see him. Aim, aim good. <laughs> I encourage Bert and use Ben Luck if he. Throws it. All right. Sorry. Bert closes his eyes and. <laughs> That's a bad way to do it. Cricks his neck and then opens his eyes. Okay. <laughs> you get to add a d4. And <clears throat> gives the sphere of silence a big heave ho. Here's how this goes Bert, due to uh, the distance you need to throw this, 60 yep. feet. You are also moving upwards. <laughs> yeah. You are throwing upwards. Yeah. Uh, you absolutely have disadvantage on this. Cool. Seems fair. But you also get a D4. <laughs> you also get a D4. I'm going to say this. The DC is mighty high. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just, yeah. You got this. Thirteen. No! <laughs> All right. Uh, we rolled three dice. Uh, Bert, make a uh, make a dexterity save. Oh no! <laughs> Is there anything I can do with necromancy at this time? <laughs> you did. I have wow four. Wow. Okay. Painful oh, man. Tibio, make a dexterity save. Oh no! I'm gonna die. It's an unnatural twenty. Okay. Thank God, because I'm low on health. Okay. So here's what happens. Going up on this elevator, Bert, you know this is your last chance to cancel the worst thing that's ever happened to Tildre. Mm -hmm. So you remember the Sphere of Silence, reach into your pack and throw it upwards with all of your gnomely might. And yeah. it gets maybe halfway there. Okay. <laughs> you see it come down immediately and you start thinking, oh God, I'm about to be silenced. You hold out your hands to try to catch the sphere and it just whips right past you. And you just kind of like look over the railing of your bridge and watch it just sink down like 15 floors until it gets to Tibio. Tibio, you see this little glass ball coming and you saw Bert lunge out to try to catch it and he missed. Reflexively, as it comes towards the ground, you lunge for it and you catch it without breaking it. Oh, nice. Yay? Or should I say... It didn't activate. Okay, cool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure I wasn't silenced. <laughs> nice catch, Tibio! What is this? Uh, Holly, it is your turn. Holly is going to cast Enemies Abound on the Chameleon. Okay. Range of 120 feet, which I think will reach it. Definitely. Okay. I had Phantasmal Killer up from last time. Phantasmal Killer. Phantasmal <laughs> Funny. That should hit her again, then, actually, on her turn. Yeah, at the end of her turn, she has to do another wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. I think that's my spell save. So does that mean she wins? She does win yep. just barely, yeah. Okay. I'm going to drop that. Okay, I'm going to try to do enemies abound on the chameleon. Mm -hmm. um, I reach into the mind of the chameleon, and I can force it to make an intelligence saving throw. Uh, that is a 13. It loses. All right. 
Um, on a failed save, the target loses the ability to distinguish friend from foe. Okay. So any creature it can see is an enemy now. Okay. Um, every time the target takes damage, it repeats the saving throw, and it'll end this effect if it succeeds. Sounds good. As a bonus action, Holly's going to send Sal out to do some dirty work. Okay. All right, Sal, you ready for this? <laughs> I know it's your first battle. It's going to be okay. I can always heal you back up, okay? He's uh, he's already doing a butt wiggle, <laughs> looking at the chameleon. Okay, um, Holly sends Sal across the main bridge. Can I send him? Is he like... He can swim. Okay, he'll swim. It's probably his turn to get out there. Yeah, we'll say he's on his way out there. Okay. Uh, next it. up is Bert. All right, so going up the elevator? Yes, you are on the bridge, racing up 60 <laughs> feet away from Flan. Just elevator music playing in the background. You saw Flan kind of uh, collapse and um, start to breathe as if she is exhausted and finished with whatever she was trying to do. Make a perception check. Seven? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What if I rolled good? Um, uh, This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Um, I'm thinking about using the worst ability in the game, Dungeons Dragons, which is Divine Intervention. Oh, nice. Okay. It has a 10% chance to work. Okay. Uh, Bert knows what Flan just did and is a little distraught, and he gets down on his knees and thinks about the book. Mm. I see the dice, and I don't know what it means. Kind of close. It's an 18. Kind of close. Okay. I'll say it was kind of close. So here's (laughs) what you get, Bert. What do I do? You are looking for answers. And you're usually the person who can provide answers because you know so darn much. But in these cases where you don't know what to do, you don't have the knowledge, the knowledge makes an effort to reach you. Your bridge begins to speed up. Hey. And you perceive a bright golden light coming from above. All right. So having spent your action, uh, what else would you like to do with your turn? I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself. Okay. I healed 11 damage. Okay. Bird is a little healthier for whatever good that's going to do him when the meteors hit. Um (laughs) (laughs) Next, we've got the chameleon itself um, is a slithering around, sticking to the outside tower wall. Uh, it uh, inverts itself underneath the archway to get inside. When it does, uh, the guardian of faith at the bottom of the archway lifts up its sword and just carves along its back, uh, dealing 20 points of radiant damage, correct? Ouch. Yeah, it's a deck safe. Okay, uh, that is a 10. That's... Uh... He loses. Big L. All right. I think he has to make another save off for enemies abound, which is unfortunate. And it's 15, Hannah? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was intelligence. Two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It does not realize what's going on. It is now inside the tower on the inside wall. Um, Holly, you can still see its tail, actually. Uh, So I think everyone has visibility on this. Um, It is going to choose uh, Tibio as the closest available target and is going to lay into him. Uh, 21 to hit. Tibio's going to die. 
Uh, so damage is... Uh, so it, it's six bludgeoning damage and 16 acid damage. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, the chameleon's tongue lashes out at you. It sticks to you and you can't make a dex save. So it pulls you directly to its face. Yeah, I'm down. I'm zero. Uh, anyone inside the tower can see the, uh, chameleon suck up Tibio and crunches down on his body. You fail a death save immediately. Oof. Uh, next up is Snack and then Uli. All right. Uh, I uh, soiled my loins a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just going to uh, swim up to the surface of the water. Okay. And then activate fly. Okay. And then uh, just fly up about 30 feet and look around. Okay. Make a perception check. Okay. Eight. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up is Uli. Uh, did I see Tibio get snapped? Yes. Okay. I'm going to rage. Okay. To get an auto spell. Mm-hmm. And that spell is going to be dimension door down to Tibio. Mm-hmm. And then I auto surge. For the next minute, all spells with a casting time of one action have a casting time of bonus action. Nice. Wait, what? That's, that's a, a cool surge. That's yeah. my surge. So for the next minute, all of my actions are bonus action spells, or okay. all my spell actions. What was your spell cast then? Dimension Door, you said? Dimension Door, but that was the auto spell. Yeah, yeah to get so back So that's down. like a free spell. Yep. Okay, so I still get an action and a bonus action then. Yeah. It's a bogus interaction, but it's only it's never going to happen again, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to use my bonus action spell, mm-hmm. which is a regular spell, mm-hmm. to cast Banishment at a fifth level to take me and Tibio to a different plane. Okay. I was and like, I stop banishing up. my bosses. <laughs> I looked it up. I can cast it on myself. Okay. So I'm taking me and Tibio elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So can you, you can cast it on Tibio, too? If I cast it at a higher level. Oh, sure. Um, then I can take two people. Yeah, okay. Tibio always wanted to die on the ethereal plane. This is <laughs> yeah, <so> yeah. <laughs> and then for my actual action when we're there, also I need to make sure I don't surge again. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we're at some other plane of existence, I don't know yeah. where it takes us. Plane of fire, you both melt. No. <laughs> How do you decide where we go? It's a Margaritaville. It's working. <laughs> Wait, like the restaurant? Yeah. Tibio's on island time now. Yeah. <laughs> um, for my real action, I would like to make a medicine check to stabilize him. Very cool. Okay. okay. Nice. There's so many things happening. Tibio would thank you if he was awake. That was I a figured. pretty epic series of events. No net ones on the hero. Yeah. So I like real medicine. Shoo, and then shoo, but I can also tides of chaos to get advantage on this ability check. 16? Stabilized. I'm stable. <sighs> what does that mean for my HP? Uh, you are, I believe, at zero and stable. It remains unconscious. Okay. After it's stabilized. Yeah. So I got a, I, I got him out. So don't have to make saves anymore. Yeah. The, that is the end of that round. <sighs> um, the next round starts with Tibio. In the demi plane. In the demi plane. Tibio. Spaghetti. I'm so sorry. Uh, Please wake up. Baguette. Baguette. 
spaghetti. <laughs> That's Italian at best. Uh, next up, it is Flan's turn. Uh, she is racing up on her bridge. Uh, Bert, you have now overtaken her and hey. are higher than she is. As you pass by, you see her kind of like stand from where she was. And when she does, you can see smoke and you smell sweat and burnt hair as she turns to you. And you can see her face has been singed. When she opens her mouth, her lips are blackened. Her teeth are like destroyed. And whenever she talks, there's just smoke and ash coming out of her mouth. And then she looks at you, holds up two palms, and just jettisons these two white jets right at you. And she's just essentially like, oh. it's just white smoke, but she's trying to burn you out as hard as she can. Uh, Holly is up next. Holly, make a perception check with advantage. <laughs> Someone has to see this thing you're asking us to see. <laughs> Hard to read with my old eyes. <laughs> Even harder to read when you. I can't give you a perception check <laughs> if you're telling me it's hard to see the die. Um, <laughs> nineteen. You literally can't perceive the die. That's a good roll. Right. Yeah. With a nineteen, Holly, you uh, first notice a few people around you are all looking up at the sky and pointing, and you look up and see a small swarm of fiery red objects that are hurtling towards this lake. Uh, go ahead, Holly. Meteors. How am I supposed to fight meteors? <laughs> Gosh. Punch them out of the oh, sky. God. Is Marlboro next to me still or nearby? Yes. Okay. So we're both like on the edge of this riverbank looking up at the sky and people around us are like, look, oh my God, what's that? You know, and like mm -hmm. pointing and we look up and I'm, I turn to Marlboro after a second and say, um, so do you think we could make like a really big portal together and send these meteors somewhere else away from Tildry? Uh, where would we send them? I don't know. Uh, an ocean? Is there an ocean? Okay. Yes, but... Have you ever tried to make one that big? Because now would be the time to try. I know I can't do it alone. Well, I can help. Uh, any, anyone around here? Wizard? Anyone? Holly like starts yelling at the people gathered on the bank. <laughs> uh, Bucket Henry is looking around, like gesturing, like anybody, anybody, but mm. it can't say anything. <laughs> no wizards. No, you are, yeah, Henry. nobody. I'm uh, like, is anyone a doctor? Quick! <laughs> nobody really steps up. Holly says, "Well, we got to try. I I don't know how else to stop them. Whatever you think is best, you know, you know how to do this. I just have helped you." Holly slaps him across the face. Oh Malboro, stay with me. <laughs> uh, Malboro kind of looks at the top of the tower, sees the meteors, and then looks at you and says, I think we can do it, but I need you to start us off. You're going to have to make a portal by yourself. Well, no time like the present, I guess. Um, Holly starts holding out her hand and doing the slow motion portal arm movement that she had imitated with him before. Yeah. And her eyes also glaze over and she looks for the weave at the same time. So like, I don't know if it's like storm where her eyes like white out or whatever. X-Men mm -hmm. for those people who don't know what that, what I meant. That was a solid reference. <laughs> um, Tara's so proud. Like you can tell that she's not looking at this yeah. area. Um, Melboro kind of, uh, is getting ready to like guide your action and then immediately realizes that you actually don't need much guidance. Uh, even having gone through it once, Holly, 
that old school environment prodigy that you were uh, is coming racing back and your ability to learn things quickly. You begin in small circles and then start drawing those out larger and larger. And as you do, you can see the physical process of how this affects the weave. And it's like you mentioned before, you're sort of taking a single thread tied to a space and you're widening it out with these gentle arcs. You see Malboro begin to create a portal as well, but his is much smaller, and he starts well after you do. He just keeps nodding at you every time you look up for reassurance on which direction you're taking, which isn't often. Um, so it's not going to go off on this turn, Holly, uh, okay. but I am going to have you make an Arcana check. Uh, well, let's not call it Arcana. Let's have you make a check with your uh, spellcasting ability. Non-natural. 21. <laughs> Natural 21. What a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, you are able to perfectly maintain this portal spell, um, and you know that you're headed in the right direction. Uh, next up is Bert. Well, uh, 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 uh. What else can you do? Sal? Sal? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can yeah. I? Sal has made it to the other bridge <laughs> and is like, Sal has climbed up, yeah, and, and got his floppy wet cat body on the other bridge. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah. In my brain. Um, okay. He, he shakes to get himself unwet, and then he, like, shakes himself so hard that he shatters into two and keeps walking. <laughs> Cute. Um, okay, the two Sal's are going to, uh, can they try to hop on a bridge? Uh, both bridges are occupied right now. Okay. There is a chameleon down here. Okay, I'm going to have Sal um, hassle is one of his abilities, mm -hmm. and he is going... Double Sal is going to hassle the chameleon. Okay. And um, I think he's going to jump on the chameleon's head mm -hmm. and try to bat his eyeballs. Okay. That, like, ex that protrude from its face and yeah. like look in different directions. And we'll, each one of the Sal's is going to attack a different eyeball. Perfect. There's bat, 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 yep. bat, bat. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next up is Bert. All right. And then uh, the, the chameleon now has negative one to their AC. Negative two. Oh, for each cat? Uh, yeah. Oh, shoot. And that's to your spells. Okay. All right, Bert, it's really your turn now. <laughs> All right. All right, this uh, part's just for flavor, so I hope you'll let me do it. Uh, Bert looks down at Flan on the elevator platform below him, and he pulls out brain gore and thrusts <laughs> it in front of him. And places a radiant projection of the axe right at Flan's throat. He says, what have you done? Why would you do this? Flan speaks in quite a different voice. Ash and smoke pouring from her mouth when she does and says, You are more of a threat than I thought you'd be. I had to end it here and now. No more divine intervention. And Flan like looks up and continues to like flame jet at the ceiling. So it's not Flan's voice. No, uh, it is with all the distortion and everything else. You would know this vocal affect to be Orzo. Yeah. Okay. Man, we got two baddies that are just talking out of other people's mouths all the time. Mm -hmm. Two of them. I know that's very confusing. We got Jorzo <laughs> and Ojo. Jorzo, <laughs> Moja, and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Moja Jojo. Yeah. Moja okay. Jojo. Uh, bef before I do an action, um, what does Bert know about the fuck? I just forgot the name of it. The the icy protocol. 
Is it like a spell that's kind of permanently cast on the tower or does it come from like, is there a magical device that does this? Um, yeah, there's a device in the basement that keeps this ward going all the time. Okay. Well, I'm not in the basement. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess it's up to me now. Um, I will say, Bert, at this point, the, um, your bridge has lodged itself at the, the 30th floor. As the bridges reach the top of this tower, they connect to a singular stairwell that leads directly into the Chapel of Truth. <laughs> well, Bert's going to get off and position himself on the stairs so that Flan can't get into the room. Okay. Go to the big book. Yeah, what are you doing? Why don't you go for the book? <sighs> I've already been talking to the book. Maybe Bert's a little scared of the book. <laughs> you have to meet face to face someday. It's the book of truth will show him the truth. And when he reads it, it says some movies are better than books. <laughs> <laughs> and Bert just goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Yeah, Bert's just actually going to run into the room with the book of truth and look at it. Hope it. And hope it gives him some answers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You uh, throw open the doors to the Chapel of Truth. You can see this large crystal at the end of the room through which sunlight is shining through all the smoke and haze. The crystal itself is sort of tinted red as the sky right now. And the uh, shadows it's casting onto the Book of Truth uh, spell out current events, essentially. Uh, what is currently happening around this tower <laughs> seems to be important to the book and is, is showing those words. I know about the meteors, but I hoped you had something to do about the meteors. It's just an emergency broadcast. I'm, yeah. not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a praying man, but I could really use your help now, book. You can see the book is actually like writing down what you're saying and is talking about you standing in that room. <laughs> no, not this part. I need you to skip, skip ahead a little bit. Um. Okay, so the, the book continues to kind of like narrate your current experience until it finally breaks with what's going on and you see something philosophical up here in the book. Hmm. It says, how is the truth powerful? How is the truth powerful? Well, it's powerful because it's true no matter what and everybody can believe in it. The truth is more powerful than leaders or governments or oppressors it belongs to everybody the pages go blank and you see the word yes and then it fades away uh when the words begin to appear again you see people worship the gods that's where divine power comes from and then it says the gods themselves worship truth that is their power the book begins to flip around again. Uh, pages begin to fly by, and you're reading something kind of funny. <laughs> it's a comic strip. No, I'm just <laughs> it says, "It says divided, they never stood a chance, and that was obvious. The way things are now is a result of a handful of mistakes. Those who survived, Bert." Holly, live on in quiet lives. 
you see the book kind of like shudder again and it flips backwards to the left and you see it say, they disappeared to a harmless demiplane momentarily, but when they came back, it was all for naught because the moment of impact was soon upon them. Uli and Tibio were crushed immediately, as was Flan. Bert somehow survived the fall. The dragon was never seen again. You see the book flip back a few more pages, and it says, it says, Flan raised her hands on high and dropped them to the floor, successfully summoning a swarm of meteors to the Tower of Knowledge at Tildry. But those words that I just said begin to glow golden. Can I change these words? As you lift your hand to the page, you see a quill of shadow form at your hand. Ooh. How would you like for this to have gone? You've got a lot of liberty here. Mm-hmm. Sick. Well, since it was my idea, Bert wants to change the part where he missed with the Spear of Silence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to fucking nail it. Okay. Uh, what happens after that? What about uh, the chameleon going after Tibio? What happens instead? The chameleon turns back into Jinx and gives himself up. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what happens to Flan? Flan. Oh, do I go dark with it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Flan gets to the top of the tower and dives off the side of the tower. All right, Bert, as soon as you're finished rewriting this short chapter, when you step away from the book, you're not sure what you had just done because you don't know any different. Uh, you know that as soon as you reached the top of this tower after Flan was silenced and that you had passed her up, she was harmless and in despair, knowing that she had failed, she threw herself from the bridge uh, into the water outside. Uh, Holly, you saw that happen. Um... Jinx at the base of this tower um, as a chameleon had seen Flan fail and decided to stop fighting you. Uh, he turns back into a dirty little gnome and sits on the floor and raises his hands in surrender. Uli, do you stop Flan from throwing herself off the window? I mean, I'm not all the way up there. You're right. You're on the 30th floor, but you could do something to stop her if you wanted to. Uli would have tried to stop her with fire and okay. also gotten icied. To, like, prevent her movement. And, uh, Tibio, how are you handling Jinx on the floor? Jinx lands on the floor and Tibio handcuffs him with bones. Mm. Okay. Nice. Um, Holly, as soon as you see Flan uh, hit the water, you know that the way that she hit it, with how old she is and how poorly she was doing, that there's no way she survived that. What do you do? Send my cats to eat the body. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dinner time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Holly went off the deep end. <laughs> now you have to fight Holly. <laughs> She's too powerful. Um, no. Um, there's no quite no more meteors at all because it never got cast. Correct. So no portals. Um, Holly would probably try to dimension door to where she could see her nearest ally. Okay. Probably be Tibia right inside the uh, tower there. Yeah, so yeah. Holly will just dimension door over to where Tibio is. Okay. Tibio. Oh, Holly, I, I think it's over. I I have Jinx here. What? 
What? What? What just happened? Uh, everything just stopped. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, it's not every day we're in a huge battle and they just take care of themselves. Uh... Yes, I don't know what happened, but Jinx just stopped. Jinx looks up at you and says, are these really necessary? And he shakes the bone shackles that he's got. You attacked us. Come on, I didn't mean I was turning myself in. I just said I was done fighting. Yes, and now you are being turned in. Uh, he kind of like wrenches <laughs> against them and is trying to bust out of them. Mm. Ooh. Is it contested grapple? Well, it is you fighting against it's it. It's kind of me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Contested grapple. Bones. Uh, 27. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he struggles hard against them and you can hear some cracking, but it might have been his bones. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Bert, like, totally kicked ass up here. What? Did you know he knew how to throw? What? <laughs> it was really cool. Can we hear her? Yeah. Okay. It's a big echoey tower. <laughs> hey. We got Jinx hey. on lock. Mm. Uh, I guess we won? What happened to Flan? She went up. Well, she went back down. I think she's gone. I'm gonna go find Bert. So does Bert kind of like remember both things that happened now? How does this work? You have daydreams about the other truth a lot, but you always think it's just something you thought up. The truth is the truth. There's no alternate reality. Okay. Uh, Bert looks at the shadow quill in his hand and drops it and looks at the book kind of in confusion. Like, what happened here? Uh, you don't seem to be getting really any answers. Uh, Bert slowly backs away from the book and heads for the door. Uli? Uli, is that you? Oh, God, thank God you're alive. Flan's dead, we think. I think we're good. Flan's dead. All right, Bert, your head is now starting to swim. Now that we've had time to explore this future, uh-huh. I need you to choose a truth. Here are the stakes. There are meteors coming. Uh, Uli and Tibio are still pocket-dimensioned, and Tibio is hurt badly. So there's a lot to deal with, okay? Holly had been learning portals. Yeah. If you change the truth to this safer truth, mm-hmm. Holly will not learn how to make portals. Uh, yeah, the, um, the two, two memories of what happened are kind of flashing back and forth in Bert's mind and he's got a bad headache and gets to his knees and is, are you okay? Uli, I, I think I did this. I think I killed Flan. Good. But I don't think I was supposed to. Okay. All right, bud. Should we go back down? Uh, no, I have to... I have to decide what happened. <laughs> okay. Ego. <laughs> <laughs> so, a question on Bert's behalf. Mm-hmm. What he saw in the book where Snack was never seen again, Uli and I die. Yeah. Let me couch this. Bert knows that, like... Bad things are afoot if the normal world goes through. He knows that he can make the safe move. He also knows at this point that he has the power to change the truth. That the things that Bert does will affect the things that are true in the future. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no pressure, I guess. 
butterfly effect. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch. It was such a stretch, I didn't even know what you were going for. <laughs> it, it makes sense. What is it? Butterfly effect. Oh, got it. I know what I have to do, but all my friends, I don't think they're going to make it. No one should have this kind of power to change what happens. The truth shouldn't depend on me or anybody. It should be what happens is going to happen. Uli? Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. What? Bert, you are standing back in that room with the shadow quill in your hand and the pages had just folded down to where you can change the answer. And the page goes blank. And the page says, the truth is the truth, period. Can I add two more dots to that page? <laughs> <laughs> Bert, you uh, focus in on it and... Bert powers up. Bert powers. <laughs> Bert and Holly power up and we all die. <laughs> yeah. See I it, think suckers. the important thing is that I got powers. <laughs> <laughs> and that you maintained your uh, whatever. My journalistic ethics. integrity. Yeah. <laughs> Bert, you are now a bearer of truth. Ooh. Uh, <gasps> you know that your written words have the ability to change the world. Uh, your book, of course, automatically takes note of true events, but you can now use the Silverlight Quill to rewrite some of those sections with divine authority. Uh, once per day, you can use your channel Divinity to rewrite a role. As a reaction, when an ally fails a role, you can choose for them to succeed and may dictate the fashion in which they succeed. Ooh. In addition, your body is a divine vessel and cannot be controlled by outside forces. Um, Bert, you have... Uh, in no fewer words, passed a divine test. Whew. Now you can diminish and go to the West. <laughs> I remain. <laughs> I would like to peer over Bert's shoulder and cheat so I can pass my own. A divine test? Yeah. Am I looking at Bert's uh, so I'm back in the book room. Yes, you are back in the book room. All right, everybody forget that temporary future we were all living in. Um, God damn it. Snack, you are uh, flying in the air. Tibio, you are dead in another plane. <laughs> Uli, you are holding a dead boy. Uh, Holly, you are casting a portal. My boy. My boy. <laughs> uh, it is Jinx's turn. Uh, Jinx kind of like claps his mouth open and shut and looks around and can't see anybody. Uh, so it looks outside. Uh, oh, it's it steps outside, walks through the Guardian of Faith again. Excuse me. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> Rolls an eight for its dex save. That is another 20 damage. It also has to roll its intelligence. Right? Yeah. To choose a, a target or to, to try to get out of your thing. Yeah. Uh, so this time I got a 19 for its intelligence save. Yep. That passes. it. Okay. It is going to snatch snack out of the air with its tongue. So I think the Guardian's done. It's done 60 damage. Okay. Yeah, Guardian takes a good old swing at it, uh, carves another scar into it, and fades away. So you. Uh, snack. Aw, 13 to hit. That hits. Yes! Wow! All right. Get some AC, people. Uh, that is five bludgeoning damage and 16 acid damage for a total of 21. 
and I need you to make a deck save. Ten. Okay, uh, you are grabbed with this thing's sticky tongue. Okay. You are pulled in, and you are crunched. Okay. Uh, you are grappled and take bludgeoning damage. Ten bludgeoning damage. Okay. <laughs> Next up is... Uli. Uh, yeah. It was me. Usually. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah. your turn. Sorry. I was just hurting you and thinking it was your turn. <laughs> your turn <laughs> yeah, is to get turn. hurt. That's how you wanted, right? <laughs> it's My me. turn is pain. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Snake. Okay. So I'm grappled. Did I notice the meteor swarm? I think everybody's noticed it who's outside okay. by now. Yeah. They're close enough. Hmm. How does Jinx look? Like a chameleon. <laughs> Uh, like, <laughs> does it look up, like someone beat the shit out of the chameleon? Not or quite. Like, oh, damn. He might have other forms, too. Hmm. Uh, Snack's eyes look uh, frantically back and forth. Uh, this is probably the closest to death he's been, and he's afraid, but has some clear thoughts come through his head. Snack summons an image of another Snack. Okay. With a sinister-looking wand. Okay. So this image kind of appears out of the corner, and um, I start making the wand look like it's glowing and uh, try to basically use silent image to intimidate Jinx to let go of me and run. Okay. Uh, Make an intimidation check. That's a good one. Uh, 23. Okay. Uh, With disadvantage for a previous trauma. Yeah. um, (laughs) You see Jinx like whip its head around and releases you from the grapple, uh, throwing you back onto the bridge, and you see it skitter around the side of the tower, keeping you just barely in sight. Janie, we're in real danger here. Are you hungry? Yeah, I mean, Snack, I can feel this one. You're almost gone, buddy. Mm, Yes. Please, um, eat these. And I give him... I pretty much only have, <laughs> I don't know if the chalk is good enough. It's something. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll just do the chalk, I guess. Let's okay. See how it goes. Cool. Uh, yeah. He takes your packs of chalk and uh, <laughs> he like opens one pack up and just like eats the whole thing. He's looking at another pack and he like takes one and puts it in his mouth and kind of gestures with it like a cigarette and <laughs> like starts chatting you up a little bit. And he's like, these are actually pretty tasty. Yeah. They're better than I thought they'd be. Mm, and yes. <laughs> Yeah, he crunches them down and gives a, a dusty exhale. Snack, I feel great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Was there something you needed in exchange? Well, there's. Uh, it looks like there's giant flaming rocks falling from the sky. It's always something. Dead, yes. Um, could you um, do something about the falling sky? Mm, I'll work on it, but Snack, those are either really far away or really big. Yes, well, we'll tell more by next turn, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, Uli, you're up next. Uh, how long has it been? Um, one round. Yeah, only like six seconds. Damn. I guess a little confusing because we've... Yeah. We experienced <laughs> some extra time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to pat my pockets <laughs> to see if there's anything in them. Okay. Uli, you are... Uh, are you still in that pocket dimension? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I go to the pocket dimension to check, check your pockets. To check my pockets. It's okay. safe here. Yeah. It's pockets time. Um, you are holding Tibio in your arms uh, as he is unconscious, and you just want him to be alive again. Yeah. And you're 
holding him and thinking lovely thoughts about him. My child. And you don't find anything in your pockets, but when you're checking your pockets, you do notice something strange. Either colors are weird in this pocket dimension, or your overalls have changed. Uh, why, what color are they now? You now notice that your overalls are black, like black denim, and they have little tears in them. Okay. Um, cool. You see a sort of shimmery reflective surface in here, and you see that your hair is black. And that your eyes are enlarged. What the fuck? You see in the shimmering reflection here on the wall, your overalls have a little patch on them. And the patch is Tibio's face. Your overalls gain patches as you show love to people. Oh! Oh! (laughs) That's so cute. You now have the Tibio patch, which makes you look a little bit more like Tibio. You are also immune to fear. And your Ray of Frost spell deals an additional 1d8 necrotic damage. Sick. Um, is Tibio's patch just a raven? Like, it's Tibio's face. Oh, it's his face. Yeah. Oh, okay. I assume it's like little chibi versions of yeah. my friends. Okay. Um, knowing that I can't really do anything for him, I'm going to drop banishment. Mm-hmm. And if I can use a movement to like get us closer to the water when we get back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, do, I do that. All right. Yeah, you end your turn kind of right in the threshold of the door. Okay. Being able to see out. You can't see the chameleon. Um, you can see one version of Snack flying around. Mm. Okay. All right, and I think that ends that round. We are back to the top with Tibio. When I'm unconscious, do I use a turn to conscious? It's 1d4 hours if nobody heals. So I just live like this. I'm going to say it you are able to bring yourself to one HP if you take off the Raven Helm. Okay. Uh, Uli, you come back to this um, this plane and uh, lay Tibio on the floor of the Tower of Knowledge. And uh, pretty much as soon as you get there, you are swarmed by ravens that land all over this room. And a few of them are quite near Tibio and they are pecking at his Raven Helm. Uh, I'll take it off, I guess. Uh, when you do, there's a sort of... Uh, burst of ethereal blue as these ravens all immediately take flight together and do that like group flap kind of (laughs) 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 as they all disperse and as Tibio's raven helm comes off you see him weakly open his eyes and Tibio you are at one hit point Tibio Uh, oh my god you're awake Uh, shit's going down anything you can possibly do um do I have a turn it is your turn Okay. Um, I weakly look around and uh, can I use my movement to weakly get up? Yes. <laughs> and you can weakly travel to see the chameleon if you wish. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that the immediate danger to me and Uli is the chameleon and I'm looking for it. So I, yeah, I get up and I kind of stumble out the door to look for it. Mm-hmm. Tibio got shot, and he's running out the door, and I go, like, who shot me? Yeah. <laughs> Come back here. Well, he's like, I know you got shot, but I can't do shit, so <laughs> it's on you, bud. Um, okay, so I am going to find the chameleon, and I am going to cast Blight upon it. Nice. Okay. It makes a con save. Pretty good. Uh, that would be a 19. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That, that wins. No damage? Um, 8d8 necrotic damage on a failed save. 
or half as much damage oh. on a successful one. Okay. okay. It takes 20 damage. All right. Uh, your blight is not a direct hit, uh, but you do see it necros its tail a little bit, and you see the tail turn gray and fall off. Gross. Um, <laughs> it grows back. Yeah. It is Flan's turn. She is on her bridge. Uh, she is screaming and flame jetting, and then she kind of like falls to her knees and continues to flame jet. And Bert, you're still up there, right? Yep. You can see some of the sparks are starting to get through. Mm. You can see little flames start to like come out of her hands. Don't like that. She is going to cast Fireball on her position. Bert, make a deck save. Oh, so it's, sparks are really coming. Yeah. 17. All right, you succeed. Woo! So that is a total of uh, 24 fire damage, which is halved to 12. Okay. Uh, Flan takes the full force of her own Fireball damage and is unconscious. Damn! <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, mm. Why no, you, you said Bert. Why are you fire, fireballing yourself? <laughs> <laughs> she always was a burnout. Oh my <laughs> lord! Uh, so yeah, you know that the icy protocol is now broken in here. It has been over damaged, mm. but that she is also unconscious and she is on fire and smoldering on the platform. Okay. You see a brief flash of white as Orzo jumps for you. Oh, that guy! Oh shit! Uh, Orzo gets right up to your face. And Bert, you've been cursed once before. You know that cold feeling of something else taking over your entire body. But it just banks off of you as if you're made of titanium. Yes! yes. You're a god now. I forgot. <laughs> He's a divine vessel. <laughs> Same thing. Nice try, Orzo. Looks like you'll have to find a new host. Or better yet, don't do that. <laughs> He looks down and says, you tiresome bookworm. You see him race immediately, directly downwards through the center of this tower in sort of a blinding column as he, uh, Mega Man teleports downwards and hits the floor in this place. Wow, that's fast. Um, you guys on the ground can see Orzo take shape. Um, Tibia, you've definitely seen him before. Uh, you only catch a glimpse from him looking in the threshold from outside, but you've seen this dwarf shape with the ridiculously long cloak that tends to hover in place like that. Mm -hmm. It looks at you briefly and looks back into this room, uh, seeing only Uli. Uli? Yeah. Uh, you hear a very familiar noise as Orzo begins to try to pull on you. Uh, he does the same familiar dive as he lunges towards you and makes that noise as he's trying to drain your life essence away from you. But this time, you feel it coming. Make a contested grapple check. 18? Succeeds. I succeed? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. Um, somehow, Uli, you can fight magic as if it were a physical thing. You grapple with Orzo and begin to control his magic in a way that you've never felt before, if only for an instant. Orzo is in some ways surprised and backs off and ends his assault. Uh, next up is Holly. Okay, so Holly is still creating meteor portals. Yep. <laughs> or portals for meteors in the Just sky. Just the one, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, this one is for all the donuts, Holly. Okay, we're making one big one. Yes. Okay. As you're working, uh, Melboro kind of uh, like nods and, and sees the pace that you're moving at. And he says, okay, here's what I'm going to do. 
I need to make a huge portal over there, but I can only do portals locally, not at a distance. So I'm going to need to go through your portal so I can open one over there. So that's where you need to open one. And he points right above the tower. Okay. Um, so he, he continues to uh, work on his portal as you do yours. Holly, I need you to make another check of the same type. Uh, and that was just a d20 using your uh, spellcasting ability modifier and not your proficiency. Mm, can I use luck? Yes. Okay. D- oh. <sighs> 22. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, you are pretty much praying to God that this is the final circle because your arm is about to fall off. It has gone like asleep during this process. Um, and when you make the final connection, this big circle, you can no longer see Malboro. Instead, you're looking at a weird angle because you're now looking down at the roof of the Tower of Knowledge uh, through your portal. Um, Malboro on the other side of you uh, is looking up at the meteors and he's continuing to like cast his portal. We got this. Don't give up now. We're almost there. I want to insight check that dude, but I can't. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> he just like turns it to face Holly. Like meteors are like, boom. <laughs> what is it? Can everyone else see these portals? Like, cause they're pretty big in the sky yeah, and yeah. stuff. Okay. I'm pretty much going with the Marvel Endgame. universe. It's version. hard to not think of that. Yeah, you know, at like, this point, yeah. it's a big, it's a big portal moment. Yep. Yeah. So he is waiting for the exact right time to get his portal out. So he doesn't have to sustain it for too long. Um, Bert, it is your turn. Um, all right. There's no faster way down than the bridges, right? Other than, say, gravity. <laughs> yes. The bridges might be faster than gravity in some cases. Okay. Uh, well, Bert steps around the burning corpse mm-hmm. of Flynn. Okay. Excuse me. And starts <laughs> his way down on the bridge. Okay. Um. Yeah, we'll say you're uh, you're at the bottom before you know it. They go down faster than they go up. Hey! <laughs> so, is Orzo down there? Uh, he is. Orzo, you left in such a hurry. It uh, turns around to look at you, and it's got that uh, expression on its face that reads, insolent fool. Well, I'm going to hit him with a brain gore. Okay. <laughs> 26 Ooh. to hit. That hits Orzo. Great. 12 damage. Okay. 12 radiant damage, I might add. Write that down as if it matters. Um, You do see the radiant damage uh, split through Orzo with uh, extreme efficacy. Uh, You see that same kind of burning effect play off as as Brain Gore uh, runs through him. Okay. I see Tibio down and looking terrible, and I'm going to stand in front of him. I'm up and looking icky. Okay. Well, I'm going to stand in front of Tibio. Okay. Uh, in between him and Orzo. Um, all right. You get these surface thoughts of Orzo. Hey. Yikes. I don't know if I need that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you- Your head explode. Um, Orzo is thinking that he has been overconfident. Ooh. That he, he he's neglected to take action on things he knew to be his weakness. Ooh. That this party might learn his weakness to music. That'd be a shame. That Bert might make a divine connection that would protect him from Orzo's ability. Check. And worried also that they might find out what Joe knows. Hmm. Okay. He thinks if they start blackmailing me like Joe did, I don't know what I'll do. Wow. 
I just want to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the music in his soul. Uh, when's uh, when's Chibio's turn coming up? Mine is top of the top of the round. Top, top of the, the round. round. Top of the round. Uh, I Bert ends his turn saying, "Tibio, why don't you play us a little tune?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jinx is up next. Boo. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, Jinx does have a very specific uh, hatred for Tibio as well, uh, being the lawyer that fought against mm, him. Mm, 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 mm. All right, uh, Tib, you are getting tongue lashed. Dope. Oh, no, 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 no. 13 to hit. <laughs> I cast shield. All right. Uh, Tibio, yeah, you're able to boom as the tongue just like. You still get some of the like wetness of the tongue as it slurps against you. Gross. And then it like turns, it's like this bright pink thing that just kind of flattens out against your shield. And then you can hear it being like suctioned away as it pulls the tongue back. Um, And then it is going to use the other part of its turn. Instead of trying to chew somebody, uh, it is going to color shift again. Uh, I need everybody outside to make a perception check. So I'm inside. and snack. Yeah. Uh, Well, Tibio. Okay. Yeah. I'm outside enough. Because you could see it, yeah. Okay. 17 for Snack. Okay. Eight. Seven. Okay. Uh, Snack, you can still see him. Uh, The other two of you lose track of the chameleon. Okay. Mm, I I would argue that Holly might not if she looks through her cat's eyes because they're attached to it. Yes. Okay. Absolutely, Holly. Yeah, you can still locate it if I need to. No problem. Because I can look through my cat's eyes. Yeah, and there, yeah, you can like triangulate just looking at what it's like. What do the cats see? Oh, he's over there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that is the end of Jinx's turn. <laughs> I feel like Holly's got one eye on cats, one eye's looking at the weave. She's like, yeah. <laughs> bugged out. She's doing her own chameleon eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like her third it. eye opens and watches the meteors. Yes. <laughs> Holly's got some crazy eyes. Holly going. always has like one of these turns where she's like split doing like four things, like <laughs> holding the whole fort down. Uh, but next up is Snack. Well, Jeannie, do you think you can help with these meteors now? Um, I think so. I can get some of them. Well, I'm sure there are others helping. I bet Holly found many wizards to help with whatever she's doing. Uh, good. <laughs> I'm going to deal with this lizard, though. Okay. Gives us a bad name. Here we go. And you can see him like, he's like doing something on the back of his neck. And then he looks up at you and he's wearing this big bib and he's got two, <laughs> two forks in either hand. Oh and he God. goes, here we go, snack. <laughs> Toss me. Uh, okay. He looks up and he says, you have to throw me. Uh, do I get to say the line that you're going to say or do you want to say it? Go ahead. Uh, get that uh, spicy meatball. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and hurdle <laughs> Genie. Um, he gives himself a little uh, Eldritch Blast type thing towards the ground just to propel himself upwards a little bit, uh, kind of issuing his locomotion issue. Um, but he gets near the top of the tower, and he is ready for those meteors that are coming down. Uh, Snack, what do you do with the rest of your turn? Do I still get an action? Yes. Okay, I'm going to just Eldritch Blast that chameleon. Okay. Uh, 29. Hits. Okay. <laughs> 23 hits. Okay. 27. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you see that this chameleon is looking sufficiently shitty. Nice. Yay. Good job. Is that, I mean, is that like quarter, like bloodied is half and then sufficiently shitty is one quarter? <laughs> it is beyond bloodied. Uh, I don't think it's quite too quartered. Um, <laughs> snack, is that it for your turn? Yep. All right. Uh, Uli, it's your turn. Uli 
remembers the curse breaker teachings mm -hmm. that you should weaken your enemy before you touch your tattoo. Okay. And decides to cast Ray of Frost. Okay. At ores, though. Okay, so it is... So you got 3d8. 3d8 cold damage. And then what was the necrotic? 1d8. Okay. So these are going to be the cold. Okay. 13 cold. <laughs> one. <laughs> one necrotic. Uh, one necrotic is halved. <laughs> Uh, you see the necrotic damage has barely any effect on this. I think there is a damage minimum of one when reducing damage like that. Okay. Great. So it still does something. Full, yeah. full necrotic damage. Mm -hmm. So I'll quicken spell mm -hmm. a different spell because Ray of Frost is a cantrip, so I can still do that. I'm going to go with Magic Missile at a third level. Crown favorite. Because I know it'll hit and yes. I don't like rolling. Okay. <laughs> Um, so that is 5d4 plus Oh, five. right, because the first one is three. Yep. Got it. 20 damage. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but that's to Orzo, not the chameleon, right? To Orzo. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell right off the bat that Orzo is formidable beyond anything that you faced before. Uh, you can tell that all of these are landing with like perfect efficacy, um, but he's barely flinching as he's just kind of like hover stepping towards you mm -hmm. in like an intimidating way. Um, the last one though, the last punch, you see his face kind of like slip to the side for a second and Ooh. you see some like ghost blood coming off of him. Um, yeah. At the end of that round, you all hear this, Uh, is outside this swarm of meteors begins to intensify and whistle as the sky outside becomes impossibly reddened and bright as if the sun itself was falling on the tower of knowledge as those come crashing down holly malboro looks up at you and gives you the nod he's about to do it he thrusts forward his hands and lunges into your portal you see Melboro throw his arms out as wide as he can, some hundred feet above the Tower of Knowledge. And this circle just expands and expands and expands. He went overboard. He doesn't just cover the Tower of Knowledge. He covers the lake and it expands out to Tildry. He covers the city from edge to edge as the meteor swarm lands into it. Melboro falls some 200 feet, the portal, collapses and envelops him along with the meteor swarm and Malboro disappears. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie playing Uli. Uli.